What's up, everyone? This is your host, Michael Hall. Welcome into another edition of the Alligator Sports Podcast. We have a great show for you today featuring Jackson Reyes. He is the women's basketball beat writer for the Alligator. So I sat down with him to talk some women's basketball, some men's basketball, as those seasons really start to pick up here in the upcoming weeks. Let's ride. Taking a look around the Gator Nation, Florida Volleyball swept Missouri 3-0 last week to continue their successful season. Florida Football got back on track, defeating Texas A&M 41-24. Quarterback Anthony Richardson had a great day, completing 17 of 28 passes for 201 yards and two touchdowns and rushing for 78 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Florida Softball won their exhibition matches against UCF 6-5 and UNF 12-1. Baseball also won exhibition matches against Stetson, 7-6 and 5-1. As I mentioned before, Florida basketball is back. The women's basketball team beat Florida A&M 83-55 on Monday, while the men's team beat Stony Brook 81-45. Florida soccer lost 4-1 to Texas A&M, while Florida swimming and diving, both the women's team and the men's team beat Tennessee. And now, here is my interview with Jackson Reyes. Jackson, thank you so much for joining the Alligator Sports Podcast. How uh, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, thank you for having me on. My first appearance on the podcast. Exciting really? stuff. It's your first one? Yes, it is. My debut your, your debut, hopefully the first of many. Uh, wanted to bring you on to kind of talk about uh, Florida basketball as the se- as both seasons, men's and women's, kind of get, in the, uh, get into the swing of things here early on. Obviously, you're covering the women's basketball team, but you're also a avid follower of the men's team. So I figured we could kind of two birds with one stone it a little bit. Um, and if that's good with you, we'll start on the men's side, if that, uh, if that works. Yes. Perfect. Uh, obviously, the men's team looked great on Monday night, beating uh, Stony Brook 81-45. to I don't know if a lot of people kind of knew what this team would look like under under Todd Golden. Um, a lot of transfers coming in, like a slow start might have been kind of the expectation, but they didn't start slow at all. They looked really yeah. strong throughout the night. Uh, what were kind of your takeaways from, from that game on Monday? Yeah, um, you know, last year, similar sort of team with a lot of transfers, and they started off slow against another CA opponent against Elon. This year, however, you know, with a bunch of new transfers, um, new players, they started off hot, 22-3 run to open the game. Um, were really hot from three. I think they shot the ball 10 from 25, and it was just really exciting. The Odom was rocking, the, the Rowdy Reptiles – packed the stadium. It was exciting to see. It was just refreshing to see, um, you know, just a new offensive mindset um, out there, getting to see a lot of new faces on top of some familiar ones, like Colin Castleton, who's back for his fifth year, uh, like Reeves, who came back for his sophomore year. 
Um, but yeah, those are my takeaways. Just, you know, really refreshing to see a lot of new guys out there and seeing results right off the jump. You know, that's this is a team that Florida should be beating. Um, it's a buy-in game. And Florida went out there. They got the job done. So, you know, it's hard to not overreact about this game a little bit because of how good the team looked. But, you know, I'm trying my best to tamper expectations with this team. I think that's fair um, because it was Stony Brook, but they did. They looked great. Um, And you mentioned some of the new faces and some of the old faces. Obviously, Colin Castleton didn't have to do much. He played 26 minutes. He'll probably play a little more than that as the season gets more into SEC play and stuff like that. But he gave you what you expected. Um, But these new guys, especially, I mean, Kyle Lofton and your guy, Alex Fudge, really, really showed up. Will Richard. Um, What did you see from those guys in particular? And if you want to just like talk about Alex Fudge, go go ahead. Because I know I'm about to to go my Alex Fudge tangent. He didn't really show too much at LSU. He was a four star prospect. And I think he averaged around three points a game. He had a couple. He showed a couple of flashes in games last year. But, you know, right out the gate, you know, led the team in scoring on Monday night with 16 points. He made some open threes. He was really good at attacking the basket. He had one really nice finish. I think he came in from the right side, just finished underneath the defender um, and just laid it in. So really exciting stuff to see. He's a really lengthy guy. I think he's about 6'8". He can show that he's a rangy defender. Um, He can get a shot over other defenders. And so I'm really excited to see what he can do on this team this year. I think he has a lot of potential. I think if Florida wants to make some noise in the SEC, if they want to make the tournament, which they missed last year, I think he's someone who has to really make an impact on this team. Um, And looking at some of the other guys, I am also excited about Will Richard. Um, I don't know if he led led Belmont in scoring last year, but I know he was one of their top scoring players. And so, you know, he also took 12 shots in the game Monday. I think he made six for 12. And he's another guy who I think if Florida wants to make a run, if they want to be competitive in the SEC, he has to contribute. You know, Florida lost Tyree Appleby, who was one of their leading scorers. Same with Flanders Fleming. So I think he is someone who in the two guard spot is just going to have to be a scorer. And, you know, he's going to have to make some threes. And finally, Kyle Lofton. Um, I'm very excited for Kyle Lofton. He came over from St. Bonaventure. He's a fifth year guy. And I think the biggest thing for him is that, you know, he's not going to be the biggest scorer. He's not the flashiest player, but, you know, he just gets the job done. He plays the game the right way. Um, I've seen he's been called a security blanket by some. Um, He's just really good at protecting the ball. He's good at moving the ball around. And so that's something that excites me. Um, With Tyree Appleby, um, he had his pitfalls. You know, he's a smaller guy. He was a little turnover prone at times, wasn't always the best at moving the ball around. So I think that's with Kyle Lofton at point guard. That's something that, you know, Florida is going to be able to do a lot better. You know, I think he's going to contribute a lot more assist. And I think all the transfers played. Trey Bonham played as well. He got some minutes. Um, Hopefully, you know, as the year goes on, he can become sort of a six man, seventh man guy who can come off the bench and be some quick offense. Um, He wasn't necessarily that Monday night. He was one for four. But I don't really fault him because it's first game of the season, new team in Stony Brook. You know, I'm sure there were some nerves. So, again, that's one of those things where you just have to let the year play out and see how it goes. No, yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, Golden mentioned it himself in post game. He was like, for me, everybody's new. 
right? Like, because yeah. obviously he's a new coach. So obviously having transfers, sometimes that can take time for people to get used to, but with a new coach, a new system, like, I don't know if that um, kind of adjustment time is really there for them as much as it, as much as it is for him as well. Um, and he seemed to adjust just fine in this one. I mean, he was, I don't know if he was a surprise choice or not when he was uh, picked because once Mike White left, they had, they had Todd Golden, I think it was within what, 48 hours that he was hired. Yeah, it, was it was a quick, quick turnaround. Um, and he has this team definitely headed in the right direction. Are you, what do you think of Golden's debut from a coaching perspective? And what are you looking for from, from him and like kind of this team as a whole, like as you go out uh, throughout the rest of the season? Um, you know, it's, it's one of the things that's interesting because I think this team can make some noise, as I said, and I was excited by Golden's debut. I think, you know, what he's been saying is that he wants to have a really tenacious defense and, you know, try these new things on offense. I think that's what they did Monday night. They hounded the Seawolves on every possession. Um, I think they forced him into like 28% shooting percentage, uh, Stony Brook for the game. Um, you know, they are always on them, forcing turnovers, things like that. And so hopefully it'll carry over going into playing against, you know, SEC opponents, tougher teams. But I think that's what we're going to see more out, uh, uh, you know, more more aggressive defense. And I don't know if this team is going to be near the top of the SEC, um, like in the top four. But I do think a top half finish is very likely with these players, with Todd Golden. And I think the thing that's most interesting is just seeing what decisions he make, because he says he's a very analytically driven guy. And so I think in a lot of these closer games that we're going to see this year, he's going to make some interesting decisions that may or may not sit well with the fan base, depending on how the results to pan out, because, you know, this is his first year. A lot of these guys are transfers that he's brought in, but this really isn't, you know, his fully team is like a vision going forward it's his first year just trying to get acquainted with a new team so I think just him being able the fans letting him experiment and just you know seeing what he can do with this team is I think the biggest thing for me and so going forward um, I think it's going to be a good year and I think the team is going to get some big wins but we'll have to see how it plays out no yeah I agree I think one of the main things that stuck out to me from like last night about like Golden's debut and kind of going forward the rest of the season was how hard the guys kind of played for him. I mean, I think you saw at times last year under Mike White where maybe the effort was lacking a little bit. Um, but even when they were up 30 in the second half, they didn't let up. I forget what they came out in the second half. I want to say it was like 22 to 5 run in the second half or something like that, right around there. Um, like they didn't let up, they didn't put their foot off the gas. Um, and like you said, they were dominant defensively. They allowed um, the Seawolves. Great name, by the way. Seawolves, oh, yeah. great name from oh, Sony yeah. Brook. Um, they shot just 38% or 30.8% the entire game, 21.4% from three. And Golden talked about that going in. He was like, that was one of our concerns is they shoot a lot of threes, so we have to limit those. Um, and they also outscored them outscored Sony Rook 32 to 14 on second chance points. That's a hundred percent effort. And Golden mentioned oh, yeah. that too. He was like, those are areas that don't require a lot of talent. Like that's just like who wants it more. Um so it'd be interesting to see going forward 
um, playing kind of tougher opponents, if that effort stays there, I think it will. And I think that um, that really bodes well for this team um, the rest of the the rest of the way, the rest of the way. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think another big thing, too, is um, this is something I didn't pick on initially when I was at the game, but um, something our sports editor, Joe, uh, told me. Oh, shout out, Joe, the goat Um, that Stony Brook played zone defense the entire game. Not once. I think did they switch to man or a different kind of defense. And that was kind of frustrating the Gators defense or Gators offense because they were expecting Stony Brook to make adjustments, do something different. And they just never did, Um, which they were expecting zone coming in and we're expecting a change eventually. It never did. And so I think something like that, when it's your first game and you're just trying to get acclimated and you're getting frustrated with how the other team is just refusing to adjust to you being able to score in certain ways, I think going forward, we're going to see the offense, you know, be able to better adjust because the offense was still great Monday night. Mm -hmm. They were still able to score at will. They shot great from the three-point line. But I think what we might be able to see even more is going forward for them is that once they're able to just adjust to any defense that they see, you know, they'll be able to either find even more success or they won't have to rely on maybe forcing turnovers or getting um, second chance points, because that's something that may not always happen against a team like Kentucky, a team like Auburn, where, you know, those chances may be few and far between. Yeah, no, definitely. It'll be a fun, it'll be a fun season um for the men's team it'll also be a fun season for the women's team the team that you'll be covering for the alligator um they're coming off their best records since i want to say it was 2015 2016 um kelly ray finley has this team playing well they dominated florida a&m on monday uh 83 to 55 uh what are your expectations for this for this women's team who like i said before has a lot of expectations coming into this year which is not something they've been used to over the last few years um so kind of what do you see from them uh kind of going forward and then we can get into uh last night as well yeah so kind of similar to the 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 men's team this year you know only difference that uh kelly ray friendly is not technically not her first year um she was the interim head coach last season first official season as the head coach this year um but the team has a lot of new players. They lost their top two leading scorers from last season, Kiara Smith and Lavender Briggs. Um, and so this team brought in a lot of transfers as well. It's a pretty new team, a lot of new faces. And so they, the team has talent, but you know it's a matter of saying if they can gel together, if they can produce. Um, and again, I think they're going to make some noise. I think they're going to be able to make the tournament. I think they're going to be able to beat some good teams this year. I think the biggest thing for me is just where does the scoring from, come from? Because in that Florida A&M game, uh, the team took 77 shots. Um, they shot 36% from the field, uh, 29% from three. So, you know, not ideal shooting numbers for the first game. But um, what I was really noted on, similar to the men's game, is that their defense, you know, they got after it every possession. Um, they held Florida A&M to just 53 shots. Uh, they forced 28 turnovers. Even when shots weren't falling for the Gators, they were still after it on every single possession. Um, and so that's something I took note of. And so, you know, it's just saying, where does the scoring come from is the biggest thing for me. Um, their new transfer, uh, Leilani Correa, 
from uh, St. John's. She led the team in scoring. She shot six from 11. Uh, Jordan Merritt, who came back from injury, uh, she started off a little slow. She shot three for 14, but uh, she is someone the Gators are expecting to get going as the season goes forward. Um, so, again, aggressive defense. Um, offense was a little shaky, but got it going in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and then, obviously, you mentioned a few names there at the end, um, Correa, et cetera. So besides yeah. those people, who are um, some players that maybe casual fans who don't know this team super well? Um, definitely not me. I know everything <laughs> about this team, obviously. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge women's basketball fan. Huge women's I, basketball fan. I know everything. No, I, I don't know much about this team, I'll be honest. Um, so maybe tell me, who are some players that I should be kind of looking at as the season goes forward for either that offensive spark um, or just kind of leaders on this team? Right. So um, I'll go ahead and mention Merritt again, just because she was someone who was on the team last year and she was able to contribute a lot before getting injured. And so that's someone who the Gators and Kelly Ray Finley will want to step into a larger role going forward this season. Um, Rashia Kyle, uh, she's the transfer center from Purdue. Um, they're expecting her to be a presence in the post, um, you know, be able to get rebounds, score from there. Another score, KK Deans, uh, I believe she transferred from West Virginia. Um, again, you know, a lot of these starters are transfers from other schools. So Coach Finley was very active in the transfer portal this offseason. Um but yeah, Dean, she also had, I believe, 15 points Monday night around that. She was also a scorer. Um, and then also an interesting player to keep track of is Alberta Rimdahl. Um, she didn't have that big of a role last season as a freshman. Now as a sophomore, um, from just one game, it appears that Finley wants her to take a bigger step on the team. Um, she took six for six threes that game. She did not make one. But she was getting open in the corner, you know, just was not her night. And so from my game, one takeaway is that she is someone that Finley will want to, you know, get in open positions, you know, trying to be that three and D person because she was also, even though she wasn't, her shots weren't falling, she was getting after it on the defensive end. I think she ended with four steals. She was locking down defender or locking down for AM defensively. Um, you know, she was just making her present known, even when the offense wasn't really, you know, pulling through for her. Yeah. Um, and then kind of looking at this team, uh, in terms of the greater like SEC, because I mean, obviously, SEC women's basketball is super strong this year. South Carolina consensus number one, Tennessee's in the top five. Where do, LSU's ranked, obviously. Where do you think Florida falls within the SEC? I think they were sixth fifth or sixth in the preseason poll. Like, like I said, they have a lot of expectations kind of looking at the rest of the season. Obviously we don't have that much information based off of yeah. one game. Uh, where do you think Florida kind of fits in along that sec talent? I think Florida, it, it all depends on, like I said, scoring. I think mm -hmm. this team is going to be a defensive defense is going to be this team's strong suit. And I think that's going to carry over into each game. It's just a matter of where is this team going to find points from? If they, if they, the guards they brought in like Correa, like Deans, if Merritt, um, players like them are able to consistently, you know, get buckets for the Gators, then I think this team could finish as high as maybe four or five. 
I don't know if they're touching that area of like a Tennessee or a South Carolina, but I think, you know, they beat some ranked teams, ranked SEC teams last season. Um, and I could totally see them doing it again this year. Um, if not, if the team struggles to score, um, if it happens like in the second quarter of the Florida A&M game last night, they were great defensively. And then I look over and they were shooting three for 16 from the quarter. And it, it gets a team like and it gets an SEC opponent. That's just not going to be good enough. Um, and so if not, then I could see them finishing around the seven to nine range. I don't know if the, I think this team is good enough to not finish in the bottom half or the towards the bottom of the SEC. But, you know, it's offense is really what's going to separate it from, you know, the middle of the pack to towards the top half. Yeah, no. And that makes sense. Obviously, you need to score points to win games. That's analysis right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, If you had to, sitting here on November 9th after this team has played one game, if you had to predict where this team would finish, is it a tournament appearance? Is it winning a game or two in the tournament? If you had to like predict end of the season where the Florida Gators land, what would you say? Okay, let's see. My prediction, my November 9th prediction, mark it now, is that the women's basketball team will make it to the round of the second round. I'll say the second round, I think. Last year they made it to they made the tournament, lost in the first round to UCF, but I think they're gonna win a tournament game this year my prediction would you okay. like my men's as well and, and oh that's your men's prediction as well you think no. men's make the round I said, of would you, no i think they i can give you a, my men's prediction I, I would love nothing more than your men's prediction all right so again as of november 9th um this weighs in a couple things something i didn't touch on that i wanted to touch on earlier um also is uh todd golden's rotation mm-hmm. so I think it will be interesting to see if a guy like Niles Lane will get more minutes because he – the one real takeaway I got from the game is that guys like Niles Lane, Myron Jones, were not really huge pieces on this team as of just one game. Yeah, he he talked about that post game too and was like, I don't know how much we can take away from rotations after after this game. Um, so we'll see how that goes because I'm yeah. also interested to see what, what that looks but like. I think, but I think Niles Lane, defensive – beast needs to get more minutes if he does and if guys like fudge guys like richard you know play well if guys like kawesi reeves takes a big step from freshman to sophomore if castleton can can use his dominance and stays healthy i think this gators team could make the sweet 16 sweet 16 my bold prediction november 9th okay you you know you're gonna be held to that right oh yeah you'll come back on this podcast and yes. I will I will hold you to that for sure. Um, speaking of playing more minutes, does Alex Klatsky and Jack May do they need do they need more minutes too? I mean, yeah. Oh my god! On, they, hold on, I need to I need to talk about this. Okay, <laughs> here's here's as someone who was at the game, the two loudest moments were the game they the Gators started on a 9-0 run to start the game. It was seven nothing. Colin Castleton throws down a fast break dunk. The and Stony Brook takes a timeout. You know, the crowd loses it. The crowd's still staying loud, but it's like, you know, normal throughout the game. You get to the very end. They bring in the GOAT, Alex Klatsky. He sinks a corner three with about a minute left. That was almost as loud as the Castleton dunk. <laughs> it was 
it was great seeing this team like just seeing like the energy of this team from first game is just very refreshing from last year's but Alex Glatzi more minutes um if he plays if he's starting final four at least um final four easy yeah maybe yeah. a national title we'll say like 50 percent chance of that yeah if it, it depends on how many minutes he's getting if he's getting like if he's playing the whole game he's he's averaging a triple double you know he's easily easily yeah. all i'm saying is klatsky won the three-point contest they had in the orange and blue scrimmage last week and jack may sunk a half-court shot on his first attempt yes yeah. so- i mean I mean, I'm not saying they should be starting, but I'm also not not saying that. You just, you know, secret weapons. You don't start them. You put in your normal starting lineup, and then you throw them in last second. They're not prepared. They're scoring 50 points each. It's <laughs> At over. At the minimum. At the minimum. Yeah. It's just, there's no stopping them. You could. They're going to pull up from full court. Uh. Uh, Jackson, those are all the questions I had. Do you have anything else you want to add about either either team? I think just, you know, I think it's really exciting um, with a new head coach for men's basketball, Kelly Ray Finley's first official season as head coach for women's basketball. I think it's going to be a really fun year for these Gators teams. I think seeing these new players, it's going to be exciting to see them. And um, hopefully it's more fun than watching the football team. Because hey, the football team won one on Saturday. They looked they did, great. They did. They did look good on Saturday. I will give you that. I don't that know if fun. it's more that they were good or Texas A&M is a dumpster fire, but they won. Hey, a win's a win. A win is a win. Uh, Jackson, if you want to shout out your your Twitter, your social media, tell people what you what you got going on now. Uh, now's the time. Yes. So my Twitter handle is Jackson with no O. So J-A-C-K-S-N, Reyes, R-E-Y-E-S. Um, and so right now, just covering women's basketball. I'm telling everyone to come out to women's basketball games now because that's where it's at. Other than that, I do not have much going on. Awesome. <laughs> thanks uh, Thanks for joining the show. We uh, really appreciate it. And hopefully... Hopefully that you have to come back on if this was your this was your first appearance. It's only gonna only gonna go up from here. Exactly. If this team makes a sweet 16, I'm coming back. Oh, easily. If if either team makes the tournament, you're coming back. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Huge Thanks, tournament Jackson. preview guy. Huge tournament preview guy. All right. Thank you. Thanks again to Jackson for hopping on the pod. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that conversation. Make sure to follow him on Twitter um, for a lot of updates of women's basketball and probably some men's basketball too, knowing Jackson. Um, Now let's take a look at the upcoming week for the Gators. Florida football hosts South Carolina Saturday at 4 p.m. in their final home game of the 2022 season. Florida basketball, the men's team, hosts Kennesaw State Friday at 7 p.m., and FAU Monday at 7 p.m. Women's basketball will host UNC Asheville Sunday at 2 p.m. Florida Cross Country will travel to Huntsville, Alabama to compete in the NCAA South Regional on Friday. Women's tennis will compete at the UNF Invitational all this weekend. Florida Volleyball will travel to College Station to play against Texas A&M Saturday at 5. Uh, Florida Baseball and Softball will continue their scrimmages 
Florida baseball will play their orange and blue World Series game Saturday at 11.30. And Florida softball will play an exhibition game against the College of Central Florida on Sunday. Um, That's the show. Thank you so much for listening, those who did. And have a great week. The opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the alligator.